Hey, hey, everybody, it's me, Jamie Hammond, with Fifth on the Daily. Happy, what's today, Thursday? Uh, hope you're having a good morning, slash, evening, slash, whenever you're listening to this. That's one thing that I've always wanted for this podcast. One of the reasons that I made that. Sorry, you could probably just heard my phone. Um, but I just want it easily accessible. I want it to be something that you can listen to at any part of your day, no matter whether you're at school, whether you're on your way to work, uh, just something that's really easy and on the go. So uh, if you're on YouTube, we also have a SoundCloud option. And if you're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, if you're also on SoundCloud, uh, check out our YouTube channel, Fifth on the Daily. But I promise today will not be as long as yesterday was. Probably uh, some of you were thinking, wow, what is he doing? But really, there were just some things that I felt I had to say. And honestly, if God told me to make an hour-long podcast, I would do it. And so today will be shorter. Some of you are saying, thank God. But it'll be shorter today. It'll be straight and to the point. And uh, I'm excited for today. We're going to start going through. I don't even, I hesitate saying this because whenever you say that you're going to go through a book in the Bible, it automatically sounds as if we're going to go into this boring word study that takes a while and it's just you sitting there thinking, what am I even listening to right now? It's so theological and it's not applicable. I don't even know what this means for my life. Like, that's all cool what that Greek word means and that's so cool what... Uh, <laughs> how eloquent this sounds or whatnot, how spiritual it sounds. But what does this mean for me? And I want to start going through Romans. And the reason why I, I've noticed that I like to go through one book at a time is that you really gain more of a perspective of what the whole message is. And I think a lot of what's happening in the church today is we're missing the whole picture of something. We like to major on this part. We like to major on that part. But we tend to miss, I think, and I mean no disrespect in saying it, the whole picture, the whole counsel of the Word of God, I guess you could say. And so I felt like we should just go through this chapter by chapter, and we're going to show you what this means to you. It's going to help you. And I think it's going to be really fun. I really do. Uh, so I just want to jump into this. This is the first letter uh, in the what we call the canon for the New Testament. Uh, it's the book right after Acts. You could, you could consider it this book, the book of Romans, Many would consider it the foundational book of all Christianity, really. This is where we really get down to the hard-hitting, raw truth of what this is about. Paul just kind of says, let's talk about what this really is about. And he hits it. Um, I'm really excited about it. This will take some time. So let's just take it one day at a time one chapter at a time. I probably won't go one chapter a day. It'll probably be, I don't know. We'll just see. 
We'll just let the Holy Spirit lead us, and I think it's really going to help you. So let's just jump right in. Romans chapter 1, verse 1. And it's his greeting here. He's kind of saying, kind of saying what up, kind of saying hi. My name's Paul. But let's not forget. Excuse me. Wow. I don't know what that burp was. But let's not forget that even in a simple greeting in a letter like this, we still have, this is still God talking. This is God speaking through the Apostle Paul. And even in the greeting, you can gain life from this. You can gain, this will help you. There's things you can learn. There's things you can feed on, even in a greeting. Because I'm telling you, there's not one verse in the Bible that is insignificant. And that's why, can I just throw something in there? Your daily Bible reading, or whenever you read the Bible, it's not a requirement of this or that amount of time. It's not necessarily about you reading this time limit, this 15 minutes or this hour or this two hours or this three hours. Truth of the matter is you could be satisfied with one verse. You could take one verse for the entire day, get up in the morning, read one verse and chew on that all day, the entire day and still not exhaust all that's in that verse, all the riches, all the richness of it. You, I'm telling you, You never could. You could spend your whole life on one verse. And never forget that reading your Bible, I feel like I should say this, reading your Bible, studying the word of God, is not in order to satisfy God. This is something to satisfy you. This is not something that is for God. This is for you. This is to help you, to grow you, to strengthen you. And so I don't know why I felt a need to say that. With that being said, let's pay close attention to everything he says here. He goes right in, chapter 1, he says, Paul, that's me, a servant of Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I think that's a good way to start out and kind of, kind of identify who I am. When I look in the mirror, I like that the first thing that he identifies himself as is, I'm Paul. And I serve Jesus. I don't serve myself. I don't serve uh, the opinions of the people around me. I serve Jesus. It's a good thing to remember for yourself. He says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle. An apostle, that word just simply means a messenger. I'm called to preach a message. Set apart for the gospel of God, for the good news of God which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. That's why when we read the Old Testament, you can see the gospel in it. Never forget that the Old Testament of your Bible points to everything in the new. The Bible says that the old is a shadow of good things to come in the New Testament. So never forget that is why We read the Old Testament. He says, which was promised beforehand, the gospel, through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures in the Old Testament, concerning his son. Never forget that is what the gospel concerns, Jesus. That's all that it concerns. 
doesn't concern. <laughs> it's funny. I think that the way the church preaches it, sometimes we we would probably read this verse as the gospel which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning good character or concerning following rules or concerning the law or concerning rules or concerning the Ten Commandments. Truth is, it's concerning Jesus. That's what the good news of the gospel is about. It concerns and talks about and centralizes Jesus who was descended from David, from King David, the one who killed Goliath, according to the flesh, according to physical, earthly line, his bloodline, he was related to King David, and was declared to be the Son of God, in power, according to the Spirit of Holiness, or the Holy Spirit, by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom, here's what I want to get to, we have received grace, never forget, grace is undeserved favor. Favor that we do not deserve. It's not favor that you do deserve. It's not a blessing that you worked for. It's not a blessing that comes to you based on how good you are. It's undeserved favor. Actually, the only qualification needed for undeserved favor is for you to be undeserving. I think I should say it again. The only qualification needed for you to receive undeserved favor is if you're undeserving. So if you're an undeserving person, if you're not perfect, let me just tell you that you automatically qualify for every blessing that God has to offer through the cross because every blessing comes by grace. And if you're not perfect, you perfectly qualify. And he says, through Jesus, we've received undeserved favor and apostleship. Now, I just want to stop right there. This is what we're going to stop on today. Today, with my last three minutes, three or four minutes, I want to tell you why you have a right, no matter how much you know, no matter how long you've been a Christian, no matter your background, no matter whether you grew up in the church or didn't grow up in the church, no matter whether you've been a Christian for a year or 20 years, I'm going to tell you what gives you a right to talk about Jesus. We've talked about this before, but I want to hit this very clearly. And hey, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what the Bible says. So it doesn't hurt to hear it again. What gives me a right to talk about Jesus? Because most people disqualify themselves to talk about Jesus they don't feel like they have a right to talk about their faith, maybe because they feel a sense of unworthiness. They feel a sense of, I don't have my life all put together yet. The greatest disqualification, the greatest thing people will use to disqualify themselves is simply that they don't feel that they deserve to talk about God. I'm not spiritual enough to talk about that. I haven't been a Christian long enough to talk about that. I don't know enough to talk about that. I don't, I, 
I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not, I can't do that. But do you know this, what this word he just used? In the original translation, I don't necessarily love this translation. This translation of the Bible separates the two and it says, we've received grace and apostleship. And remember, apostleship, all that word means is really, (laughs) I'm called to tell a story. I'm a messenger. That's what that word, really that word apostle means, apostolic. An apostle is someone just who has a message. You have a message. You have a story to tell. And if we look at the original translation, it's not we've received grace on one hand and a message on another hand. It's actually, if we look at the original translation, it says we have received apostolic grace. What does that mean? I've received undeserved favor to preach a message. Can I just talk to somebody right now and let you know that it's not about you being deserving It's not about you being able to deserve the right to talk about Jesus. Truth of the matter is, we all fall in the same category. None of us are perfect. And therefore, can I tell you what qualifies you, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, no matter how long you've been a Christian, no matter the things you're still going through, maybe your actions still aren't right, maybe you've still got these things that you're trying to work out in your life, these different habits and these different things, and you're thinking, I don't have a right, I don't deserve to talk about this. Actually, the simple fact that you don't deserve to talk about this is what qualifies you to talk about this. What qualifies you to preach grace and talk about grace is grace. What qualifies you to talk about the message, to tell the message, is the message. Because the message says what the gospel is, the message that we're preaching, the message that we're apostles of, that we have a message of, the message says, Jesus died for you no matter who you are. And his grace, his undeserved favor, everything that you receive from him comes by this, by grace. Everything. He doesn't give you healing because you deserve it. He doesn't give you healing or prosperity. He doesn't give you, he doesn't make you prosper because you deserve it. He doesn't fulfill your dreams because you deserve it. Actually, The only thing that could disqualify you from undeserved favor is if you thought you deserved it. So truth is, if you realize you're not a perfect person, you are the perfect person to preach this message. You are qualified to talk about this because your message isn't a message that says, I'm perfect, walk like me. I'm perfect, I walk like Jesus. I'm this, be like me. It's actually a message that says, hey, Jesus died for me and I'm not perfect. Jesus gave his life for me and I'm not perfect. Jesus 
paid for everything that I would ever need, and I'm not perfect. It's not a message that says I'm perfect. It's actually one that says I'm not perfect, but a perfect man died for me. And let me just tell you something. That is a message all of us who realize who we really are, if we're real with ourselves and realize I'm not perfect, everyone who understands that has a right to preach this message, no matter who you are, how long you've been a Christian, no matter what you're still dealing with in your life, you are qualified to talk and preach and blog and do whatever you do. You have a right to talk about this and don't let anyone disqualify you because your message isn't about you or about how perfect you are. It's about how perfect Jesus is. And I'm going to tell you, anyone and everyone is qualified to talk about that. Let me pray with you. I'm running out of time. Father, I thank you that we all have a right, that we have received undeserved favor to preach the message of Jesus. I thank you that we are qualified to talk about this. We have a right to talk about this. And I thank you for the honor of getting to talk about Jesus. And I pray that we would find out more and more about who he really is. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, I'm running out of time. If you want to contact me, hit me up on 5th with a 5, 5th daily at gmail.com. And seriously, I invite questions, comments, concerns, anything. Thank you so much for those of you, especially uh, who give me good feedback. It really, it blesses me. So I seriously, I do not take it for granted. Thank you so much. Hey, have a good Thursday. I got to head out of here. I'm Jamie Hammond with Fifth on the Daily. Have a great Thursday. And I'll see you tomorrow on Good Friday. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you.